Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello all and welcome to another Flying Solo Podcast brought to you with the support of Work Your Way, our new online course, The Complete Guide to Going It Alone. Head to soloism.com to sample some of the 80-plus videos. And if you like what you see, and gosh, I hope you will, um, use the promo code PODCAST for a special podcast listener discount. Okay, well look, today I'm pleased to be talking again with Stuart Brown, who's the man behind Launch Experts, a digital marketing business based on the Gold Coast, who've been working with businesses for over 15 years. Now, my challenge today is to attempt to keep Stuart from getting too technical as we talk about how to get more clicks and indeed traffic to our website. So hello, Stuart. Thanks again for joining us another time. Good morning. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay. So, look. Yes. Let's try and dive into this um, this whole topic. And obviously, you know, so many of our listeners, um, so many of us have websites, and we sit there and think, "Gosh, you know, I spent all this time writing this and crafting this and make it look beautiful, but why aren't I getting more people interacting with me? Why aren't I? You know, I've got myself on Google, but not enough people are coming over. So, you know, you must get this all the time. Where the heck do we start with this? What can we do to kind of make things better? Yeah, well, um, one one really key aspect which is quite often sort of overlooked uh, as part of your sort of search engine activities is, you know, everyone gets really wrapped around, um, you know, making sure their rankings come up, which is no mm. doubt an important thing. Um, but one sort of small yet really critical um, element of your performance in search engines is ensuring that you're maximizing the number of clicks that you get for whatever rankings that you do have, kind of regardless of their position. Yeah, okay. So just to stop you there, so you're saying it's all well and good to kind of appear on, hopefully, page one of Google, but Mm. if that's all you're doing is kind of appearing there when somebody searches your industry, but you're not the one that's getting the clicks, then that's something that needs a bit of work. Exactly right, yeah. And um, modifying the performance of that and maximizing the click-through rate for the rankings wherever they happen to be at this point in time is actually a a really straightforward process that that the majority of people without sort of too much technical knowledge could could get involved and improve themselves. Mm, Okay, well, look, we'll dive into that. But just before we do... Just one point I'd also like to just get your opinion on. I still meet people who I meet, uh, you know, at various sort of small business events and so on, and they might have a, you know, a nice little business and sometimes a very personal, you know, kind of business name, Aquarius uh, Bookkeeping or something, Mm. you know, some sort of specific name. And they'll say, yeah, if you search for that, I come up number one. And (laughs) I think, well... Yeah, um, that's only any good if if, um, if if somebody really knows your name. But do you still find that that's how a lot of businesses kind of gauge um, their successes when they're just appearing for their very specific business name? You know, it's um, it's really funny because brand or you know, I refer to it as sort of a vanity search when you're mm. googling your own name and yep. and feeling happy when it comes up. A lot of people do um, kind of default to that as a like a litmus test of mm. of how they're going. Um, it's not really 
in my opinion, it's not really of too much value because the only people that are going to be searching for that are people that know your business already. Absolutely, yeah. So you're not going to be attracting generally new customers that are, you know, you might get some people that are have heard about you when they do a bit of research and so they Google your brand name, but by and large, most people are looking for something else and then they come across your business. That's how you're going to, um, you know, get the best kind of result in that area. Yeah, okay. So <clears throat> I guess, look, I'm talking, uh, that's pretty basic stuff and you're probably disappointed in me for mentioning that already. <laughs> but, you, you know, I think it is important for anyone listening who's thinking, yeah, well, my name comes up really high. It's, yeah, okay, but... Do your services come up really high? Mm-hmm. If somebody's searching for small business bookkeeping services, Toowoomba, you know, mm-hmm. are you coming up well in that sort of search? Just to you know, keep that example going. All right. So let's yep. assume that we've we are above that level. You know, we understand that yes, we we need to have um, search terms that are more related to what people are actually looking for. And so we're back to kind of where we started this conversation, which is yes, we're appearing well for that. Now, how do we actually get people to click our link as opposed to the other, you know, God knows how many millions are sort of sitting there in front of them? Mm. And so what what this specifically deals with is um, I want to I kind of paint a picture of, you mm. know, your typical set of search results. So I, I've done a Google search just on my screen here for um, emergency plumbers on the Gold Coast. Okay. And so I get, as you say, I get, you know, millions of pages come up and um or with sort of varying qualities of um, results. So when you look at your typical search result, you have, you know, the big blue kind of title of the page. You have a little, um, the URL or the address of the page that's going to load up if you click on that link. And then you have the kind of the the little gray description under there. Um, And what this, what sort of click-through rate optimization typically deals with when you're talking about um, Google searches is mm. modifying that little grey description line underneath there. Yeah, okay. Um, so this because, is this is, and so the examples that you got in front of me, what maybe just you know this is hard doing over sort of radio as it were, <laughs> but um, where's one? What, what's the example of one that's maybe good and one that's bad in front of you? Yeah, you so I dug a couple of um, pay, I went a couple of pages back, and and I won't mention any um, any names. Yeah, okay. um, so not to offend anyone. Um, so. For an emergency plumber, obviously, if you're if you're googling emergency plumber, you've had a, a pipe burst or you've yep. got a toilet overflowing, and it's two in the morning or something, and you know you're going to have your carpets wrecked. There's potentially a lot of money on the line. You need to get it resolved quickly. Yep. So that sort of puts you in the the headspace of someone that's going to perform this search, for example. Mm. So a bad example of one that came up a few pages back was um, the description said, "If you need a plumber on the Gold Coast for commercial, residential." drain blockages or repair, uh, give us a call. We offer cheap and reliable services and are, and it kind of trails off because it was yep. the description is a little bit longer than the 160 characters that Google kind of allows in that space. Okay. Now, to contrast, so, so what, what you're, you're getting there is, yeah, I know that that's a plumber. I know that they're on the Gold Coast, yeah. but I don't automatically know they're <clears> going to be able to fix my problem at two in the morning. Mm. So... Uh, by contrast, a good example would be something like this. So 24-hour emergency plumbers on the Gold Coast, we have a one-hour response time guarantee. So we'll have your plumbing issues fixed in no time. Got you. So, okay. What a difference. 
Yeah, so you can straight away, someone mm. that is in real dire straits here knows immediately, yeah, not only do they offer 24-hour service, but they're going to be here in one hour. And so that immediately goes, okay, I can just click on that and know with a high degree of accuracy that they're going to be able to solve my problem. Sure. So let me ask you another question. Let's imagine that you didn't need an emergency plumber, but that you were fitting a new uh, shower in your front garden. Mm. You know, shower attachment. If you were doing that, if you're doing, you know, fit external shower Gold Coast, would does does Google allow you to have sort of different responses depending on different search terms? Well, so this is um, the the trick. The, the key okay. is, I guess, is to. Um, make sure that whatever comes up is kind of relevant um, yeah. to whatever the query is. So if you think that, um, you know, obviously this, these, if you're going to have a, a website which does, um, say, outdoor plumbing and you also do, um, you know, emergency plumbing, yeah. um, you can't, for any given page, you can only set one meta description. Yeah, okay. So on your emergency plumbers page, you're going to have your emergency plumber meta description. If you felt that you also wanted to kind of tailor a message for um, outdoor plumbers, outdoor plumbing to cater for that sort of shower related search in the garden that you were um, talking about, yep. then you would probably be smart to create a whole new page and then specify a new meta description that tailors uh, specifically for people that are looking for that exact thing. Okay. So again, though, when you say page, you're talking about pages of a single website. So it could be yourdomain.com. You've got one page that focuses on emergency services, one page that focuses on outdoor showers. That's exactly right. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's why okay. you have people, um, they'll say, okay, I've got a landing page for this service or got that you. service, or like you kind of organize your content into verticals. or you know, um, you sort of section it off into specific pages so that mm. it gives you that um, flexibility when it comes to search results. Look, that's just so terrific. And I, and I do, you know, I must acknowledge that a number of the people listening will be sort of going, oh, like, as if I didn't know all this. But mm -hmm. I'm sure as well, and this is the people that I really want to get this, is there'll be people listening who didn't get all this, who mm. just believe, you know, they might be sitting there on a website that could have been designed three or four or five years ago and just had one sort of basic search term, one key proposition. But what you're showing us very clearly is, hang on a minute, what are the maybe the top five things that people come to you for? And what you're saying is, we can control what they see when they search for any of those services. So fantastic. So how, where, where and how do we do this? What's the next sort of step? So when we're talking specifically about modifying that description text, the few little gray lines that appear in the search results, um, it's, it's called the meta description tag on a page. Yep. Um, it's an optional tag that you can um, place onto a page. And um, for, I mean, let's talk about WordPress because most people will be familiar with that. Um, the easiest way to do that uh, on WordPress, the most common plugin that people use is called is the Yoast SEO plugin. That's Y-O-A-S-T. Um, so a lot of people will be familiar with that. And it's as simple as um, in WordPress, you'll open up uh, whatever your, your page is that you're wanting to modify, um, scroll down somewhere near the bottom, and there'll be a, a little like a free text box uh, where you can modify the description of that page for search engines. 
and uh, you can literally just enter in the, the text in there, and that's and that's all there is to it. Mm. Um, so really straightforward <clears throat> kind of process. You generally, you know, on WordPress, if that's what you're using, you won't need any coding knowledge or anything at all. And I mean, look, we use that on our site, and I, and I would certainly endorse it. It's so simple, so straightforward, mm. so effective. So again, and I'm just going off ever so slightly at a tangent, but anybody listening who's got a website that's not built on WordPress and maybe they're thinking, what should I do? You know, I need to update this. What should I do next? Um, I would certainly think, and, and I just want to get your opinion on this, to move to something like WordPress um, and to be able to do this sort of stuff ourselves is, um, is just so, um, I, I don't know, I just think it's such a straightforward thing to do. Is your sort of view that as a business owner, we should absolutely be doing this level of stuff ourselves? Um, look, it, I guess it depends on how busy you are and how deep you want to dive into these kind of things. Mm. If you're if you're um, time poor and um, have a little bit of cash to spare, then I'd recommend um, employing someone to do it. If you uh, if you have a lot of time and are cash poor, then I would recommend uh, you know maybe reading up a little bit and and having a crack at it yourself. Um, if you if you do it yourself and you find it. And you find that, hey, you know, I messed up that description. It didn't go so well. You can always change it back because the good thing about when you're um, fiddling around with your meta descriptions, mm. meta descriptions won't have any impact on your rankings at all. So at worst case, you, you will potentially create a, um, a, a dip in your click-through rate, but you won't lose your rankings as a result of changing your description text there. Yeah, okay. And, you know, if, if uh, again, someone listening were to be going to someone who do this for them, I'm thinking of somebody like launch experts on the Gold Coast, <laughs> um, then, again, a, a useful bit of preparation is to go through and go, okay, what are the five, six, ten terms that people will be searching for? What, what do I want to say to those people in this kind of meta description? And then at least we're prepared when we come and talk to somebody like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, pretty much the first step is is identifying the kind of categories or the types of services or products that you're wanting to promote. Um, and once you have that, that, it's just a little dot point list of, say, five or six different services that you might offer, for example. And then you go, okay, well, let's let's organ start organizing the content around that, breaking up the site to to optimize around those things. And, and now once we've done that, then we can start um, to customize and create a really relevant description when that page inevitably comes up in search results yeah okay and when we've done this is this something is this kind of a living breathing thing should we be going back and looking at it on a regular basis and updating or is it to a large extent is it a kind of set and forget once we've got it right Look, I think um, I don't really like set and forget in most in most things because you know, let's say you make a, a change to your meta description today, you really want to take a, a baseline kind of measurement of where your click through rate is at, and then come back in say a month, uh, or and then or maybe every month after that, and go, okay, what's the click through rate doing now? Has it gone up or down or stayed the same? Um, and then you know, measure and evaluate over time. You may find that okay, I'm, I've made changes three months in a row and. I've I've only got a you know one percent improvement in click through rate. You know where last month I got ten percent improvement. So maybe we should focus on something else. So I think there's always uh, it's always smart to keep measuring and testing and reevaluating your position to to try and maximise your results each month. Yeah. Okay. And what about when and again using that example of the kind of emergency plumber? 
what about if I'm sort of planning my business and I do a little search on Google and I see what somebody else is saying, go, oh, that's exactly what I want to say. Mm. You know, presumably that's not a good idea. We shouldn't just copy, use the same text as somebody else. But what do you say to those people where, you know, they're in a crowded marketplace, a lot of people are saying the same thing. How mm. do we kind of get in front of them? Well, you know, I mean... I agree with you that, you know, you don't want to copy, directly copy anyone, but research is a powerful tool. Um, So rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, yeah, you know, it might be a, um, you know, knowing your competitor means that you can understand what's working for them. And then you just have to figure out, okay, well, I want to say what they're saying, but what's that one thing that I can add that differentiates us or positions us slightly differently or maybe they're going for a particular target market, but I want to go for a a slightly different demographic over here. Um, So, you know, it's important to start off with with thorough research to know, you know, so that you're not starting from scratch, you can get a little bit of a head start. Um, But, you know, then you can maybe study uh, maybe uh, a business that's not in your industry or or study different uh, sort of market categories and see there might be something else that gets used in this market um, or this type of industry over here that you can bring to bear on your on your type of situation. Yeah. Okay. And again, with some, with something like um, uh, the, that example that you used, and I'm thinking it's so relevant to so many other businesses. Should we look at doing things like weaving a mobile phone number into that metadata as well for somebody who's who's there and might want to have voice contact with somebody about something? Is that worth doing? You know, that's an interesting one because you do sort of see that and uh, and I'm sort of in, in two minds. The the problem with putting it into your meta description is that it's not clickable. So yeah, you okay. would have to, if you wanted to call someone directly off the back of that, you've got to, um, you know, kind of memorize that number and, yeah. and key it in. Um, that being said, if you, let's say you, you crafted your perfect description and uh, we know that the meta tag uh, has between sort of 150 to 100, 160 characters before it kind of cuts off at the end. Yep. So let's say you, you crafted your perfect description and you, you'd only use 130 characters. Well, then, yeah, you know, throw it in there because it's not going to hurt. But I certainly wouldn't put a mobile phone number in there at the expense of, you know, creating clickable this stuff. excellent message. That's, yeah, that's super clickable. Yeah, okay. And should we have any sort of consideration of the difference between desktop and mobile? You know, bearing in mind now that so so many searches are undertaken on mobile. Do, can you just Google display the same number of characters, whether it's desktop or mobile? Um, that will kind of vary sometimes depending on what you are doing at the time. Um, so it's I, to me, I think because you're going to be um, kind of you're not going to be a hundred percent sure of who is going to be um, seeing this and what kind of device they're doing. Um, Generally it's, I will work within the character limit and not focus too much on, you know, not put too much uh, weight on whether it's going to be mobile or device. Logic will tell us it'll be sort of a bit 50-50 or maybe slightly skewed towards um, towards a mobile device. Um, but, you know, you have um, still plenty of people that are on a desktop so that you need the kind of the message to work either way. Yeah, okay. But so what I, th- what I think you're saying there then is, yes, on a, on a mobile, it may be that you don't get quite as many characters displayed. So is that sort of suggesting that, that whatever our proposition is, we should kind of weight it to the front of those... <laughs> 
yes. that description? Yeah. yeah. So you always want to, if you've got an important point to make, then you want to make it as soon as possible. Don't make people read through the whole thing. So in the example that I gave, the first thing was 24-hour emergency plumbers on the Gold Coast. So straight away, we yeah, know okay. that this is highly relevant after we've read, you know, basically three words into that description. Yeah, okay. So you wouldn't open with, you know, we're a family-owned business <laughs> working in the delightful suburb of, you know, that's we just don't exactly want that. Exactly right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. get the message across as fast as possible. Okay. All right. Well, look, that's wonderful. So let's, let's imagine we're doing that. We've done that and i'm sure there'll already be people listening who've had some somewhat of a, a kind of revelation already where to next what do we do next to kind of continue this notion of uh, of getting more clicks getting more activity happening well look i i suppose the first thing is to identify uh what your system is running on because some people don't aren't quite aware um familiarize yourself with the back end of your website um right. if, if, Presuming that's Joomla, uh, sorry, presuming that's WordPress in, in most people's cases. Mm. Um, if if or if that's um, sort of a little bit too hard basket, then you can always call us and we can um, give you some advice on you know how to get stuck into that on on the back end of your of your website. Yeah. Okay. So it gets it's sort of the next level gets a little bit more technical, and we need to know a bit more about the specifics of somebody's site before we can really delve into that. Is what you're saying. Yes, that's yeah. right. Because okay. I mean, a lot of websites backends will be sort of similar, but there are some kind of nuanced differences between. Yeah, okay. Let's, uh, uh, if we can, let's just go to a different example. Imagine somebody in the um, services business, let's say a, let's go with the business coach, right? So we've got a business coach, again, quite, a, um, you know, a, 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 lots of competition if you're searching for a, for a business coach. What sort of thing, you know, so we've gone away from the 24-7 emergency. Mm. Um, do you have any thoughts on the sort of proposition we should be getting in there that's going to get somebody clicking, that will stand, help us stand out from, you know, competitors? Sure. So, well, in my, for me, it always starts off with trying to get into the headspace of someone that's looking for a business coach. Yeah. So if I'm looking for a business coach, I want to know presumably how they're going to help to grow my business or, uh, you know, make it more efficient. And so my sort of default thinking for a description in search results there is, is about, you know, uh, we've got proven results of, you know, doubling businesses within so many days or yeah, okay. a money back guarantee, <clears throat> or I'm just kind of, throwing ideas around yeah, of course, you know, money of back guarantee might be unrealistic but yeah okay something that is going to make people go oh that is exactly what i'm after on a from a, a business coach and that solves the exact problem that that prompted me to make this search in the first place yeah okay and and i and again i guess the, the point you're making there is that we can't say everything but we've got to say enough that it's tantalizing enough that somebody's going to click and follow through so if just moving slightly away from this, and I and uh, and I know that's you know this this is the, the sort of key point of what we, what we we've, we've been talking about we've covered, but let's imagine because I mean I see this so often is that I see something on Google that's clearly had the input of probably someone such as yourself who's given someone good advice they've got good words I'm interested I click. And then I'll end up on this other planet, which is a, you know, a clunky, messy website that where, where suddenly I'm lost, mm. you know, and you must see this a lot. I mean, any, any sort of thoughts on that? 
Yeah, and, and I'm really glad that you brought this up because this is where it goes from click-through rate optimization, which we were kind of talking at the, at the start, yeah. through to conversion rate optimization, which is once once they're on your website, what's, yeah. what's the experience there? So you, you if you don't want to, um, you know, if you do all this great work and you're maximizing your click-throughs, everyone's clicking through from Google, it's, it's amazing, but then the website is horrible mm. to look at or it's difficult to navigate or, you know, it might look amazing, but the page that they land on is kind of, irrelevant and has information that they're not not expecting then you'll get really high click-through rate but also a really high bounce rate where people's kind of exit back out immediately to yep. search results to look for something else so you want to really ensure that the customer you sort of follow the customer journey at each one of these steps so we go okay maximizing the clicks from search engines then when they land on the page let's make sure they get the best possible experience there so they're not disappointed and they actually call us and, and don't sort of run away and get somebody else. Yeah. And look, and that, that you know, I know that we could uh, very easily, and, and I think we should, um, have a separate <laughs> conversation about that because that's a, that, that, that is a different topic. Mm. But it's it's interesting, and I, and I don't know what you think of this, but it, it does seem to me that um, particularly in the whole kind of world of, um, you know, SEO, people that are spending their lives just doing SEO for people. So often it seems that their focus is getting pe- getting a website to rank on Google, getting people to click on that, and it's kind of that's their work done. Mm. But, um, but in truth, as a business owner, that isn't the situation at all, is it? it? It's like, yes, we've got them there, and it's exactly as you say. It's like, you know, driving into a small town somewhere and there's signs saying cafe 200 metres, cafe 100 metres, cafe 50 metres. You walk into the cafe and it's chaos, it's a mess, it's horrible. You know, it, it's, but it's so common, isn't it? It's just, you know, what, how, what's, your, what's your sort of your thought of that? Of people, I know that you're, you do sort of full service in your business. Mm. But, but those that are working purely in the getting clicks... How do, what do you feel about that? I mean, it just, seem, it just seems like it's, should we be selling just a little bit of the service? I don't know. You know, it's, um, it's really easy to get fixated completely on the rankings because mm. it's, such a, um, it's such a significant battle. It's, the fir- it's generally the first battle that people need. You know, you need rankings um, if you're going to get that organic traffic. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. Um, and so, and because achieving that is often quite a, well, sometimes quite a drawn out process and, and really involved and people are watching it day after day after day. It's easy to lose focus on, you know, the other side, which is once they get into your website. So, um, but it's important to understand that the experience that people have on your website does have an impact on your rankings as well. Mm. So you want to make sure that, you know, no matter what your rankings are, that people are going to have an amazing experience, that they're going to get all the information, get all their problems solved and questions answered on your website. And that also has an impact on your, your rankings as well. So they're kind of um, two sides of the same coin, really. Yeah, okay. Look, it's a it's a big topic, isn't it? And I think we've um, you know we've got a good intro to that that first point. As I say, I'm sure it'll be um, a, a, to some degree a revelation for a number of people listening that, that we can do that, we can have that impact. Um, but then I think you know, and we we should talk again. Uh, I'll get you back sometime in the future, and let's look a bit more at this this whole topic of okay, we've got them there now. What are we going to do with them? But I certainly think <laughs> as an intro, I think I think that's been terrific. So look for people listening that want to delve a bit deeper, understand more about the kind of work that you do, the service that you offer. Where's the best place to head to? 
The best place would be straight to our website. It's it's brand new, nice and shiny too. So it's at www.launchexperts.co.co. Okay, launchexperts.co. Okay, well, look, Stuart, thank you so much for joining us. Now, uh, before we leave, I should just say, remind us all to check out, please work your way, our new online course. The place to go is solarism.com. And don't forget to use the promo code podcast for a nice little intro discount. So, Stuart, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much. Been great. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.